Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Yeah, it is. And Diesel continues to run the show with an iron fist. Tom DeCelestino. It's a mouthful. It's good for you. Good for the broadcaster to get ready for his show. Having to say DeCelestino at the top. Chris Moore in for Bill Ryder on this Friday. Hope all is well wherever you may be listening to CBS Sports Radio. And we are here for you 24-7, 365. Pretty cool that way. Uh, that if you want to chat up some sports, you can count on us. We're here. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. As we move ever closer to the trading deadline, the Mets admitting that, well, of course they're not admitting it because no one's allowed to tell the truth, but they are giving you every indication to make your own, to come to your own conclusion as to whether they have given up on the season or not. It seems pretty clear to most, but that doesn't mean (laughs) that everyone is going to get it, nor is it in everyone's best interest to tell the truth as we uh, deal with the Sean Payton, Nathaniel Hackett stuff, which we'll get to as the day goes on. Joe Burrow uh, with the right calf injury. Jalen Ramsey out till November probably with the – Knee injury, ACL intact, but Miami taking the blow early when you get these injuries in the preseason. They can't really be avoided, and there's no, there's really no sense in debating them because they really aren't avoidable. You have to warm up. You have to practice. And when you do, you know, these things can happen, and they do happen. And it is it is the ugly part of the NFL, I guess. Um, but it is also recoverable. And as they have extended the season to 17 games, you know, we're used to certain things being tragedies from a sports standpoint or from a fan standpoint. Like, oh, he's going to miss four weeks. 
well, four weeks now is less than a quarter of the season. And that's important. You know, it's important to understand that with expanded playoffs everywhere and uh, the sense that all the leagues want is hope for you, the fan, to have more teams like the Marlins, for example, in baseball, hoping that that creates the kind of optimism that they sell. And I'm still fascinated, and yet I'm resigned to the fact that people are not interested in deserve. The word deserve is really something that has has become antiquated. Um, You know, they don't deserve a shot. Well, if you don't root for them, that's probably true. You look at it and say they don't deserve a shot. Like they don't deserve a bowl game. But if you went to that school, you want them to get into a bowl game. And the same is true here. You know, I see tweets all the time. The Mets are, you know, only four games back of a wild card spot. I don't know where they are today, but the point is there's no mention of the fact that they're well under 500 or that they're, they've struggled all year and aren't really deserving. That does not enter the equation for the fan of the team that is hoping to get in because they know it's a second season with all the opportunities that a second season brings when everybody starts with the same record. And as painful as that is, when you've battled hard like the Boston Bruins did to get 65 wins, uh, they started 0-0, zero and zero, and they were up 3-1 on the Florida Panthers, and they lost two home games and a road game. And their season was over. And all that they did in the regular season was gone. And that's just one example. We know how the Heat ran through the East to get to the Finals. Uh, it is two separate seasons. So to to put too much emphasis now on the regular season in this environment in 2023 is really kind of silly. And uh, the Burrow injury, if you've ever done that, and I happen to have done that, only once in my life and as an adult. But the calf is so annoying, and it's great to have – you know, professional trainers and doctors helping you. Because if you don't and you're a normal schmo like me, it's just you feel like there's absolutely nothing you can do but wait. That that it's in a spot where you can't work it out. You can't really do much with it. It's very painful. And it is, uh, for the average guy, untreatable. You just wait. So... That's basically what it comes down to in this situation. But obviously with the trainers and the opportunities that Joe Burrow has, you'd like to think he'll be back much more quickly. And the the guy has the kind of right attitude. You know, I mean, he's been through stuff. He's had uh, ACL, MCL tear. He's had an appendectomy. Um you know they they went 12 and 4 lot last year before losing to the chiefs he, he he's a leader he's he is the key to their team but he will be back and he will put them in a position where 
they're going to be optimistic about the season. And this, you know, this isn't a blessing in my mind. There's nothing good about this. Like he doesn't need the extra time off or, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers and, you know, getting late in his career or any of those things. So there's no upside to this in my mind if you're a Bengal fan. But on the other hand, uh, if it's just a strain as it seems to be, you know, there's no way he'll be back any later than I would guess week. What is now? Nah, he'll be back right away. You know, week two maybe. I mean, uh, but he'll be back right away. It's still July. You know, we're we're August first is Tuesday, so that's that's a full month there and, and ten. Yeah, he's got plenty of time, so he'll be fine. Um, I did note. You know, that it's funny how every news organization, every business that is responsible for putting out either published stuff or, you know, the morning show at CBS or NBC or, you know, Today's show or CBS this morning or whatever. It's, they're, they're responsible for a couple hours of programming every morning, and they're going to find things to talk about whether there are things or not. The amount of... <laughs> the amount of interest in Dak Prescott saying that he's going to throw fewer interceptions this year than he did last year and and people turning that into a story is a reminder for you to check your pulse now and then and check the fact that they got to feed you something it doesn't mean you got to eat right they're going to put it out on the table for you but i mean they will beat this Joe Burrow story to death. They will beat the Dak Prescott uh, news to death. I think the the Sean Payton criticism is a good story because it's larger than, than Nathaniel Hackett and how they managed Russell Wilson and Denver last year. It goes to the unwritten rule of not criticizing other staffs and, and guys that are active in particular. So that story to me does it does merit conversation and it is two-sided in how much truth you can tell. And we are in a world and this isn't new but it is more obvious than ever and more in the spotlight than ever. We're in a world where you just get in trouble telling the truth. You know, which is why you should enjoy sports talk cuz you have a chance to tell it if you want to. And if you call in and, and tell your truth, what you believe to be true, uh, you get a chance to do that without the repercussions that so many like Sean Payton normally would feel. You know, there's plenty of people that think things but aren't allowed to say them. Um, you know, all the employees almost everywhere at any company have internal positive but also probably mostly negative views of certain things that go on. But they don't share them. It's not in their best interest to share them. And when asked, they say it's fine. That's why I always think it's the oddest thing that people believe. You know, I hear all the time one of the one of the great defenses of coaches when they're about to be fired or got fired is, oh, the players loved him. Players love playing for him. Well, what are they going to say? Why would you expect an active player to say, Adam Gase is a jerk. I can't. I, I don't know how he got the job in the first place. 
How can an active player say that? So if a if a reporter does corner him and say, what do you think of the job Adam Gase has done? What are the options for answering the question? I mean, sometimes I just don't understand why we don't think individually. I mean, that is an individual thought that will clearly lead you to the fact that the answer by the current player active on the roster, it's it's like asking, and we see this every campaign season, and you're going to see it again, unless you're smart enough to avoid politics and have found a way to do that, and I congratulate you in advance if you have. But they asked the guy's campaign manager after a debate how their guy did. It's just ridiculous. And we pass that off as news. We'll have Biden's advisor to tell you how he did in the debate. Well, I don't need Biden's advisor opinion because regardless of how he did, I know what Biden's advisor is going to say. So it's it just, you know, in that sense, it's maddening sometimes. Uh, the stuff we fall for and the stuff we really don't think about. Oh, everybody loves him. All his players love playing for him. I mean, <laughs> what about Shohei? How can we not talk about Shohei? Uh, couple home runs, one hitter. Uh, they've won nine out of ten without Trout. They, like so many other baseball teams, can't decide which way they should go from here. They now have rescinded their thought about trading him, hoping that they'll, I don't know, hoping against hope that something will work out. Uh, only history will tell us if this was a wise decision. It certainly doesn't seem like one. You know, Tommy was uh, emailing me this morning and we were talking about stuff to talk about on the show and, you know, where we should lean. And I said, there's plenty of stuff. And, uh, you know, are the Angels making a mistake in letting go of Otani? Was his point and, and, or not in letting go of him, but in keeping him, you know, are they making a mistake taking him off the market? Game one, he pitches nine innings, allows one hit, eight strikeouts, 111 pitches. He's now nine and five with a 3.43. Game two, he's two for three at the plate, two home runs and three runs batted in. Leads the major leagues with 38 homers. Uh, And now they say they will not trade him. And some notes from Tommy here, which are good ones. Of course, he's never played in the playoffs. I think we know that. This is year five, believe it or not, if you don't think time flies. Year five for Otani with the Angels. They have not made the playoffs since 2014. Trout hasn't played since July 3rd. And Trout turns 32 next month. So what does Shohei want? What will the future hold for him in terms of options uh, and how do the Angels take this risk? Maybe they know things we don't. See, here's the, the hard part, and, and it is before we break and, and uh, you know, open the phones, etc. cetera. Um, the Mets fan is very upset today because David Robertson went for two minor league players that are not expected to be major league players next year 
and for that matter, really the year after. I mean, they could be, but they're not expected to be. But we have to trust front office. We don't have to trust them, but we have to assume front offices, one, are interested in making good deals, and two, know more about it than we do. And sometimes that's hard to do. Like most fans right now do not understand why the Angels wouldn't try to get as much back for Otani as they could before it's too late. And we'll talk to R.J. Anderson in the top of the next hour about this, but they think this is crazy. How can you keep him and then lose him for nothing? And with the Met trade, they're thinking, how can you do this? How can you not get more for David Robertson? And why didn't you wait till the deadline on Tuesday to see if you could get more than these these two prospects? You know, how, how could you give up this early on Thursday before the Tuesday and make this deal, Billy Epler? What are you thinking? So those are the two thoughts running around the fans' heads, and I, I'm not blaming the fans for that. I'm just saying at some point the Angels think they know something about Otani and the Mets think they know something about the trade market and these prospects and what their options were, and they thought that this was the best deal. And whenever you trade for prospects, it's a gamble. And the other thing that's really obvious outside of the Otanis and Trouts and a few others and a very few others, the predictability of the Major League Baseball player when it comes to output year in and year out has never been worse. Half the league team batting average is under 250. Half the league the team batting average is under 250. There are three, I'm sorry, there are nine, nine total players hitting 300 in Major League Baseball. Nine. It is really, really hard outside of 10, 12 players to tell me who's going to play well next year. I don't care who you are. And most of the damage being done by teams that are surprising is being done by players you've never heard of. And that's a fact. And if that's going to be the trend, as it has been a bit with the Astros, certainly with Tampa, if that's going to be the way it works, then who are we kidding paying these players who are known commodities when they're not known commodities? You know, they have names that we recognize. That doesn't make them a known commodity. Look at DJ LeMayu. Look at Daniel Murphy. Look at Lindor. Look at all kinds of players all around. They just aren't what we thought they were. Flashes, but not consistent. It's become a very, very tough job. 
and we'll talk to RJ about that as well. 855-212-4227. Just getting underway. Chris Moore for Bill Ryder, CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Yeah, you are. Chris Moore sitting in. Here tomorrow morning, too, on many of these CBS Sports Radio stations. 6 to 10 Eastern, I got the morning. Early morning shift. Diesel will set his alarm. (laughs) Oh, oh, I make me laugh. That's the trouble. I make me laugh. Not enough other people. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. You know, I was mentioning that uh, half of the league is hitting under 250. And, yes, I'm aware that only old people care about batting averages. I get that now. It's all OPS and slugging and OBP and all the other things. But it is an indicator of how many hits you get you know, basically per 100 at-bats. And among the teams hitting under 250, the Mets, the Yankees, the Padres, the Dodgers, the Astros, and the first place last I looked, Orioles, all have batting averages as a team under 250. Under 250. Now, you can defend baseball all you want, and you can claim that it's still a great game and the rules are great and the the way the field is set up and the way everything about baseball, the tradition of baseball, and the fact that it has changed the least 
even with the recent changes, it has changed the least by far of any of the major sports that we watch. It is, it is what it was for the most part. What you can't do is claim in an era and, an, and a time when entertainment is eclipsing competition as the reason people watch, you cannot claim that the game is more entertaining. And that is one of their goals. One of their big goals is to be more entertaining so that you do not want to look down at your phone when you're at a game because you are interested in what's going on on the field. You are not passing time at the game. You are watching the game. And I would submit to you, and I've been saying this for the last couple of years, that people now go to games to pass the time. They talk about attendance increasing, and I talk about the opportunity to get with like-minded people in the open air, to eat hot dogs and drink beer, to express emotion positively and negatively when things go right or wrong for your team, and to get out of the house and be a part of something bigger and be a part of something that is community-oriented. Does anyone go to a minor league game for the game? Because they are really anxious to see the Hartford Yard Goats win? That's why they go? To see the home team win? Of course not. They'd like the home team to win. But they're going for a night out at the park. Don't confuse attendance going up with some sense of, oh, we love baseball, that's why. It's because baseball's great. That's why we we are attending. That's not why. It's because it's a night out. It's a night out. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to see Oppenheimer because they want to be a part of the crowd or they actually are interested in the movie. I'm not sure. I find it hard to believe that many people are interested in Barbie, but I guess they're going. I don't pay a lot of attention to that stuff, to be honest. I I have no plans to see either one. But there is a groundswell of people looking for things to do with other people, to intermingle, to communicate in a world where you don't have to if you don't want to. Everything's at your fingertips. You could stay home on the computer, amuse yourself, find things to do on the computer, find ways to communicate with each other as we do through Twitter and Instagram and every other manner of social media. And you don't need to leave if you don't want to. But that doesn't mean you don't want to. That doesn't mean you don't feel a little guilty like, geez, we never go anywhere. we got to do something. we got to get out a little bit. And that excuse is often baseball for people, depending on where they live. And I'm not saying they're not rooting for the home team. I'm just saying that when they leave, if the home team lost, they did not have a bad time at the game because it wasn't why they went. 
they didn't go to see the home team win. Is that a change from 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago? I'd like to think it is. I know it, it, it is for me when – when I used to attend games a lot more regularly, I got the sense that people were into the game around me. Now when you go to a game, you recognize how how many different reasons there are for being there. So I guess my point in this little speech is to just sort of separate increasing attendance with the health of the game. The health of the industry, yes. The health of the game, not to me. When you have the Dodgers, Mets, Padres, and Yankees, and Houston and Baltimore among teams that are under 250 for team batting averages, especially when you consider how much the Mets, the Yanks, the Padres, and Dodgers in particular, and Houston to a degree, have spent on their lineups and have spent to be better offensively, it is, it is not an argument for going out and spending, that's for sure. And the Mets, look, they gambled because they, they Scherzer and Verlander their way. And then, you know, they went through brutal slumps with players they thought could play, which a lot of teams are going through right now. It is, it is a scourge of baseball. You know, the year that Lindor and McNeil and Alonzo have had, the ups and downs – And you can go across baseball and find these players that you were counting on to be critical to your team's success, and they're just not the player you thought they were. And it's happening in a lot of places. And there will be, when you turn on, if you're one of these fans, and I don't blame you in some regards, that will pay a lot more attention and be more into it when the postseason begins, you will see a lot of players for the first time in the postseason, if you were a casual fan, it'll be the first time you've seen those players. And I go back to four four years ago or so when the Astros were playing and I'm watching the game and they tell me that the Astros have five rookie pitchers on their 12-pitcher roster. I'm like, wow. Those are the players that are making the difference in Major League Baseball right now. Players that have not gotten to star status yet, and maybe never will, but they're having great years this year. How do you find those players? Obviously, it's a lot harder than we make it out to be. And players that you previously, I mean, you know, we spend – with the East Coast bias, way too much time on the Yankees. But the Yankees are a great example. Glaber Torres, Gary Sanchez, Clint Frazier, Gio Urshela, players that came and gone. Look, uh, what was the kid's name that played? Uh, Miguel Andujar. Uh, you know, these players, are, oh, Miguel Andujar was second in Rookie of the Year voting. He was going to be a mainstay. We all know about Gary Sanchez. Glaber, up, down, up, down. Nobody knows who Glaber really is. DJ LeMayu was a guarantee. Guarantee. That was done. And none of it is what they thought it would be. And that situation is magnified across the league. 
it's a very tough place to be a GM. You can throw him a bone or not. You can blame your GM if you want. But, you know, even the Rays now have fallen on times where there's a lot more doubt than there was on Memorial Day. And we still got a month to go before Labor Day. More than that. 855-212-4227, our number. Chris Moore in for Bill Ryder on this Friday. We've got an update. We've got Pat Boyle. Let's go. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this is tony kornheiser show i'm tony we expected someone else so what exactly is the show about hmm i don't know it's a sports show nominally football's over but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck greatest three words in the english language pitchers and catchers we have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Chris Moore for Bill Ryder, Tom Celestino running the program. We've got buy or sell for you next hour. We've got R.J. Anderson for you next hour to talk some baseball as we approach the deadline Tuesday night, uh, 6 Eastern, I believe it is, uh, for the deadline. So a little extra time uh, to figure out what you want to do. The Mets making news last night, trading David Robertson to the Marlins for a pair of minor leaguers, thus declaring themselves as Maybe the biggest disappointment. Padres fans might chime in on that. I don't know. Uh, But certainly there's a lot of disappointment out there and a lot of dreams that did not come true and a lot of salary that is, you know, that, that these guys are responsible for. I think we spend as fans way too much time worried about that. Like I, I was, I think it's crazy to worry about what running backs make in the NFL. It's all about envy. It's not about, do they make enough? They make more than they could have ever dreamed of. But compared to their peers and compared to what some of them think they're worth versus their peers, it's all compared to. It's not on a regular basis. And I get it. You you know, if you're Bruce Springsteen or you're Taylor Swift, you want to make more than Kelsey Ballerini because you're more popular than Kelsey Ballerini. Uh, that's fine. 
you know, he, 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 I mean, I get it. But it's not like your life is ruined if you make the same as Kelsey. You know, it's, it's not like money that uh, most of these guys have plans on spending on important stuff. Uh, so I think we, we spend way too much time worrying about money as uh, it pertains to what our owners are spending. Now, in a cap world, you've got to pay attention to it. We know that. And a couple of interesting things there. There's a lot going on right now. You know, I'm, I'm like a one-eyed cat in a fish store right here. I, I'm thinking about a million things uh, in the sports world that we can discuss. It's certainly interesting and important to me uh, in this world we live in now with the changes, especially for free agents in all sports. When you get an Aaron Rodgers and he makes the kind of move he made with the $35 million, and I don't care if it's real or not, the perception is he's given up this money. I find it hard to believe, but I don't really care. Uh, the the point is the perception is that you know that he's team first that he's going to play more than one year and that he's going to make a huge difference in the Jets and the Jets are now a place to be if you're an offensive player. Enter Dalvin Cook, who might end up on the Jets today or someday soon, uh, and no way he's there without him. If Aaron Rodgers isn't there, Dalvin Cook's not there. So that reality of the star player luring other players is accurate and it is the way of 2023 and beyond you want good players to come play on your team get more good players for them to play with draw them in give them a sense that you're there to win and that their stats and their value will matter if they go to your team. And that's what the Jets have been able to do. That's what they've been able to do. They've been able to legitimize themselves within the community of NFL players as a serious place to come play. They'll have to do it on the field eventually. We know that. But in the offseason, of course, they've won. And that's the reality of it, and that's why Dalvin Cook would consider it to begin with. And it's the only reason Dalvin Cook would consider it. So that's number one. Number two, with the hard knocks and the Nathaniel Hackett and the Sean Payton criticism, I have no problem with Sean Payton saying what he said. If that's what he believes, it's all right with me. I like more opinion, not less, from these guys. And Sean Payton will get over it, and Nathaniel Hackett will get over it. And the world will turn. Everything's fine. You know, it's not that big a deal, but we make it into a bigger deal because because that's what we do, and we have a lot of airtime to fill. And I don't mean we and just me. i got plenty to talk about. And I only have a two-hour show today, so it's it's easy for me today. Today's, you know, is doesn't get much simpler with all that's going on and, and football coming. But the bottom line is it is entertainment. You know, they're doing hard knocks because of entertainment. They're not doing it to be a better football team. They're not doing hard knocks because they think it'll make them win more games. It's annoying. It's a distraction. It's like miking the players in the outfield for these games. But you need to understand it is entertainment first. It is not competition first. Load management didn't come out of entertainment. 
I'm sorry, it didn't come out of competition. Load management did not come along because they want better competitors out there. It's it's it hurts the entertainment. Uh, load management does because you buy tickets hoping to see these favorite players, and sometimes they don't play. It's the entertainment that gets hurt, and the competition does too. But clearly, they've come to the conclusion that regular season games aren't that important. And you don't want to hear that because it ruins the fantasy of being at an important game. How can you claim you're at an important game when they're sitting two-star players that are healthy and ready to play? And yet we do it we, because we don't want to admit it. We don't want to know the truth. The truth gets in the way of the fantasy that we had coming in. Right? It's, you know, you don't want to know that something isn't good for you when it's in enjoyable you don't want to spend the whole time with your spoon in a pint of ice cream thinking about how bad the ice cream is for you at that point what's the point and certainly we're that way so we don't take the obvious you know the, there'll still be met fans should the mets have a good week this week weekend should they have a good weekend uh and they did win last night uh, that will be talking about the postseason Regardless of the fact that the Met front office just gave away in the in the short term, because these players may develop and may not, but in the short term, they gave away David Robertson for something for for nothing that will help them this year. We all agree on that. The Mets got worse last night on purpose. The Mets got worse last night for the twenty twenty three season on purpose. And yet their fans will not give up. And by the way, I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying because because no one knows what's going to happen. There have been teams that gave up at the deadline that marched on and ended up being in the playoffs. Their general managers threw in the towel, and the team had other ideas. And in baseball, it's not unprecedented for that to happen. So it could happen again this year. And the Mets could be a playoff team. I'm not saying that that's impossible. I'm just saying that if you believe that there are, the moves are important and you think you know baseball and they just traded their best reliever and got nothing back for 2023, then logic would not allow would not allow many people to continue to think the Mets who are well out of a playoff position now and are worse now than they were yesterday are somehow going to make the postseason. But if they get a hot, have a hot weekend, and if they win five of their next six, that's all you'll read about. They're only three games back. They're only four games out of the wild card. And they've got a series with blah, blah, blah coming up. And that's all these leagues are trying to create is a continued sense that we could do it. That's all the lottery is trying to create. That's all horse racing is trying to create. That's where all every gambling parlay and entity and opportunity is trying to create you might win and that's enough for people that's enough for people they want to hope they want to hope that's what they're out there for and by expanding the playoffs they've given them hope but these general managers are up against it trying to decide whether it's legitimate or not is it worth it is it what we really want to do. Is it in our best interest to go for it in this situation?
And the fan base always wants you to go for it, especially in this unpredictable world of baseball we are in right now. And others are like, no, you got to hold out. Get us some prospects. These teams are winning with prospects. Get us some prospects. But then, if you're in that camp, you've got to believe that your front office knows what a prospect is. That they're going to be right now and then. That they're going to stumble upon some, some really good players and not make the kind of mistakes that your franchise has made in the past. Right? And it, if it was easy, you know, those higher payroll teams would be a lot better. I mean, you look at some of these high payroll teams, they haven't developed any of their own players at all. And when the Yankees, for example, were successful, you know, Andy Pettit was theirs. Uh, Derek Jeter was theirs. Bernie Williams was theirs. Jorge Posada was theirs. Mariano Rivera was theirs. Came from their team. They might have traded for him in the low minor level, but they came from their minor league systems. And that was the core of their group. You know, those were the core players. Then they added the David Wells and the David Cones and the Tino Martinez and the Scott Broches and everybody else that helped them win the championships that they won. But they had a core. Now what do they have? And what have they had? I mean, outside of Judge and Gardner, they haven't developed an outfielder in 10 years. you got to develop players. So it is very difficult to make the decision in this environment, but even 10 years ago, on which prospects are worth it and which ones aren't. And that's why trades are hard to make. And risk has got to be embraced and not run from. You got to embrace risk if you're a general manager, and you got to be willing to fail, because it's the only way to succeed is to be willing to fail. Counterintuitive as that may sound, you've got to be able to go for it, and you've got to have some conviction with you and your staff, and the right staff, and the right people that you trust, to go out and say we're going to go get this guy. We think he's the real deal. And we're going to pay the price for it, but we're going to go get them. And right now, you know, the one thing that seems consistent to me is that that little-known middle reliever is playing a huge role in baseball. He's the most overlooked financially, maybe like the running backs. Maybe that's what Saquon and (laughs) Taylor and all these other running backs are thinking, Jacobs. Uh, You know, we're really important, and they overlook us. Well, that's the middle reliever in baseball. That's the unheard of fifth, sixth, seventh inning guy that is really making the difference for a lot of these teams that are succeeding and making it very difficult to go out and get guys that will fill that role and then fill it again the next year. That's the real problem. You can't find consistency in baseball. We may be at a low in that regard in my lifetime where the predictability of a player's value has never been lower. You think you know what you have, but you don't. Buy or sell next hour, R.J. Anderson on baseball coming up. Your phone calls too. Keep it here. More for writer, CBS Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.